I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, How to Get Away with Murder fans? We are reeling over here from the series finale of How to Get Away with Murder. We're talking season six, episode 15, the final episode. It is called Stay. Thank y'all so much for joining us. So much craziness to talk about and so much to happen. So just thank you for joining us here. Uh, joined, of course, always by my beautiful panel, Miss Elena Finelon. Hi, guys. I can't believe I'm saying hi for the very last time. Move to someone else before I start crying. Right? And the beautiful Jamie Gray. Hi, guys. I literally did cry. I was tearing up this episode, but I tried to keep myself together. Right. And, of course, Mr. CJ Walker. I am back for the last time. Let's get it. Oh, y'all, we we all uh, Zoom watched together before this is happening. We're all so much in our feels right now. So just excuse, you know, like the puffy faces and the sniffles because we're just freaking out. Um, you want to make sure you stay tuned for the whole episode because we have lots of great extras for y'all, including our final Keating's Best of tonight's episode. And we also have our top three most shocking deaths. That is all the deaths throughout the entire series. So be sure to let us know in the comments. Um, Elena has the chat up. Who are your most shocking deaths throughout the episode? Uh, of course, we want to get right into it because there's so much to chat about. Elena, what did you think? I'm satisfied. I'm, I'm, I'm very satisfied with the final episode. I think that they did their very best to tie up loose in. And you know what? When I say I'm satisfied, like, yes, it was a sad episode, but the way that it ended, I'm okay with the ending. Like Pete kept saying everyone wasn't going to be happy. And I'm not saying that I'm ecstatic, but what I am saying is my heart didn't break into two. Um, And I am happy taking, like walking away with that feeling of, okay, I have contentment knowing that Annalise died in old age, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'll leave it at that until we get deeper into like all of the real discussions. I'm trying to fix my, my funeral hat for you guys. Apparently we all went to Annalise's funeral tonight. Elena's yeah. like my, never mind. She's what? <laughs> I was going to say like my auntie at church. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Yes, we all wore our funeral best tonight and we have a special cocktail that we each have if, according to like celebrate their lives, um, even though not very many of them. But not very many of them are alive anymore. Um, Jamie, what did you think of the episode? Wow. I mean, they definitely try to pull our heartstrings. I will say, I think that it was a full circle moment. I think that we got, uh, I think we got what we needed. Do I think that we all, all of us, even people in the chat, got what we wanted? Maybe and maybe not. Um, I, I think that I'm, I'm really happy that Annalise grew old and I'm glad that she went down as a legend. But then I always still have questions like, was it worth it? Bonnie, Frank, you know, so let us know what you guys think. But either way, I also agree with Atlanta. I am content. Yeah. Great show. I mean, what an incredible, incredible ride. Right. Uh, CJ, what do you think? I really liked the episode. The episode did everything for me. I liked it until the very end. I, I was not about the ending. I, it was super cheesy to me. I didn't like it at all. But everything else about the show was great until the last, like, three minutes wasn't and you that. you're talking about Christo it's not Wes it's actually Christopher yeah first of all that accent would <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna get into it more but <laughs> that accent was, like, threw me it was fire <laughs> that, that accent was fire all the way across I don't know where that <laughs> that's funny it's funny <laughs> and, then, and then just like all of them getting old like that just like and then Michaela became the president what <laughs> what was that? I, I, I do slightly agree just because it, it felt very jumbled, but at the same time, they gave us so much over the past six years in six seasons. So that's why I kind of let it slide. And I was still really happy, but I also get what you mean, CJ. Like, it was just like, oh, now we're all old. Like, you know, yeah. but I still. Keisha in the chat said, why did they make Laurel, Connor, and Oliver look even older than how Annalise looked toward the end? And Eve. Like, they looked older than Eve. <laughs> they, the kids were older than the elder people. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am, like, I'm, I agree with y'all in some ways, and then I disagree in others. I'm actually completely, I feel fulfilled by this episode. I, there's not a single 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Part of it that I would be like, I don't really like. I am so happy that Wes wasn't a dream sequence. Um, I don't remember who in our panel before uh, as a prediction, but someone in the beginning guessed that maybe we all kind of did that Wes was actually going to be older Christopher, like later in life. That's what that was. Um, I'm so happy that Annalise ends up getting, you know, a happy ending, whether some parts could have been perceived as like slightly cheesy or not, that doesn't even matter to me. I don't even care. I do care, but I I'm not necessarily missing the, some of the answers that we didn't get. Like what happened with Crawford? Is this person ever going to find out? Is anyone going to find out about Nate Leahy senior? Like, I would I have loved to get those things answered sure but like I'm not even thinking I wasn't thinking those at the moment while we were watching I feel content I actually I'm like it's a great series finale because they gave us what what we wanted but they also gave us like that kind of heartache obviously with Bonnie and Frank and even seeing how that played out was like such just my heart for all of us right um I want to start off really getting into it just kind of at the very beginning of the episode uh where they're a few times throughout the episode they're doing these flash forwards and flashbacks so we start off with the gunshots um you know we obviously know what happens but Elena when we're hearing these gunshots at the beginning and you see Ophelia and Celestine they're like my baby is that my baby did you think it was Annalise or were you already kind of like thinking it was just going to be someone else I refuse to believe that it was going to be Annalise. I'm not even going to lie to you. When I I heard the gunshots go off and even with like the scenes and all of what was leading up to it, the Annalise funeral, like obviously we didn't know which time frame her funeral was going to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, For some reason, my brain just would not allow me to connect Annalise being the one that was going to die. Like I just didn't believe that they would do me like that. And thank goodness I didn't believe it because they didn't do me like that. Um, I don't know. I I, I think I felt like it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been in great fashion if Annalise had died. Like, yes, we would have been heartbroken, but truthfully, who's going to kill her? I know someone in the chat alluded earlier to the fact that they thought that Oliver was going to go back to the courthouse and kill her. Um, but for me, I just never saw that being an outcome. I never saw that like happening. And I'm very happy that it wasn't her because I think, I think it would have left us with a bitter taste and we would have felt like, I know a lot of us are feeling content. Some of us are, you know, feeling fulfilled. I think we would have felt even more whole in the heart. Like, we need another episode now, um, opposed to, like, being okay with it being done. Right. There was a lot of talk um, just on social media, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere, about uh, why this wasn't a two-hour finale. Because they did release several scenes throughout the week um, that were deleted scenes that could have been in the episode. A two-hour episode would have been great, but also you know it's just kind of how you're saying I don't feel I mean I would have loved it but like the killing of Annalise definitely would have been one of those like for me Game of Thrones moments where I would have just been like are you kidding me I did think though April I thought that Tegan was going to be the one to get shot because Mm -hmm. obviously they set it up and they had this press conference right and then Tegan just had this whole moment where she was like Annalise I love you like obviously I'm not an actress but she started going into her whole I love you Annalise part and I thought that they may have set that up because they brought us in to they brought us in to who and like Annalise and Tegan's relationship was gonna be and then I thought they were gonna just kill Tegan off speaking of Tegan telling uh, Annalise that she loved her uh Jamie I feel like you've been I mean we're all big Tegan fans but you've been a major Tegan fan were you okay with Annalise's response and saying that she's not the one for her or were you kind of disappointed by that you know what I don't blame her I mean Annalise she she is not in the position to receive right now I mean think about it even I know we'll get to this eventually but even when her mother and her sister came it's like she was like what are you doing here she doesn't know if she can trust people last episode she says I don't trust you you know in her head with the inner dialogue and I feel like uh you know part of me even throughout the episode you know uh I was still questioning Tegan just for a hot second because there were some moments 
where they would pan the camera on Tegan. Uh, for instance, when uh, Annalise was uh, having her, her speech with the press and Tegan, her face, as soon as they panned her face, I was suspicious. I don't know if anybody else was, but I was. It could be trust issues. And uh, she just, she almost looked sinister. It was like the, the squint in her eyes. And I was like, either she's going to jump in front of Annalise if she gets shot or, you know, she's going to get shot on accident. So, you know, but also we all kind of chuckled when uh, Tegan professed her love for Annalise. And it, Cause it was like cute, but funny. Cause it was just like, okay, like you really do love Annalise. So yeah. Right. It was good to like see that moment with her, you know, it's kind of like Tegan's final little wrap up of being able to finally say what she's wanted to this whole time. So it was good on Tegan to do that because she didn't have that much happening tonight other than that and other than kind of helping her behind the scenes. Uh, getting back to the beginning of the episode, it's actually the first, um, I guess, technically flashback, but it's only like three days that they do where it's Bonnie and Annalise and Tegan talking um, and they're kind of freaking out about what's going to happen because of Hannah being dead. Um, because, you know, we know Annalise thought Hannah was the smoking gun. Um, obviously, throughout the episode, we see Frank talking to Floyd, this character. What was Floyd to Hannah? Do we know he was like a lawyer or someone she worked with of some sort, correct? That's what it seems like. Yeah. yeah so we, we see Frank communicating with him throughout this. Um, I was really surprised about Frank's reaction to the, I mean, no one's gonna take hearing you're a product of incest well, but I don't know why I was surprised that Frank had a strong enough reaction to go after this man and like threaten, kill, threaten to kill him and you, the, his family's gonna die because of whatever information. CJ, do you think that Frank was going through all of these uh, motions with this character Floyd in order to kind of make things better for himself? Or do you think it ultimately was to help Annalise because he ends up getting that flash drive that has the conversation between Hannah and Xavier Castillo? I feel like Frank just like got a bunch of big info and just went on an emotional like rampage, basically. Um, he's already, like he kills people. He's already not stable in the mind anyway. So getting this like shocking information about his past did he even know like who his parents were before did he he did we've seen his parents before he enters laurels to his parents um he well he knew who his quote-unquote parents were yeah yeah well yeah um i think he was just going on an emotional rampage and wasn't really like thinking how normal frank would think yeah but so, you know what? like frank he he doesn't he thinks logically but he also thinks on the fly he does what he wants to do so when he kind of rolled up on on the guy it was shocking but when i think about it it's like he did he get to confront his mother did he get to confront hannah and then all of a sudden she's dead and he didn't do it so you know he's that's gonna make him even more angry because now both of his parents are dead his biological parents he can't get answers and i think as we see towards the end he really wanted to pay his debt to annalise so i yeah. think that he was just that was his motivation I would like to officially clear, even though it's not 100% confirmed, obviously, Frank's name in the killing of Hannah Keating, because a lot of people in our comments last week, this is a big theory that Frank actually did kill her. Um, do what? Do we know who killed her? Technically not. No. I mean, I'm going to assume myself that it was the governor, um, but I think that he that he just wouldn't have done that without like us seeing him get answers from her according to why she did this what i wanted to say was that i feel like frank's emotions tonight was very real for the first time like usually he's very crazy he's off the deep end he's doing these ridiculous things but the way he kind of processed the information knowing that sam and hannah were her, was his parents i think was very real and very normal like we needed to see him react in this way in a very human way to know he's not like some sociopath um but if you guys are tuning in make sure you like the button. I know I see AfterBuzz in there. Uh, like and subscribe because we're going to miss you guys so much. Yeah, we want to see all those 215 people in the chat like that. Put that thumbs yeah, up. Show us love, for sure. <laughs> um, Jamie, do you think that Frank, when he, he has this moment with Annalise later in the episode, which is one of my favorite parts of the episode, actually, where he says he didn't kill Hannah. Why would he do that? Because that would mess things up for Annalise. 
Um, this is when he gives her the flash drive with the conversation, which ultimately does help her uh, win. Um, but he says, you're it for me. You've always been it for me, meaning like as that kind of motherly figure. Um, and then he also says the thing of, why, you know, he's very emotional. And why did, why did Sam never tell me? Why was he so cruel to me? Um, he knew I was sick. And Annalise responds with something like, um, he made you feel that way because of how sick he was. Do you think that they were trying to make us think that Frank was actually sick because of, because of being a product of incest? Or do you think he had a different meaning by that of just being like emotional and because he has had these kind of anger issues his whole life? I think it's sick in all of, he, he means sick in all of its, its forms. Sick as in he probably feels sick. I mean, he killed, he's killed how many of his siblings? You know, I mean, from from Lila to um, to Annalise's baby, and then we see him at the gravesite for baby Sam. He literally feels sick to his stomach about the life that he's lived. He's mm -hmm. never really had true love, like that parental love, which is we always hear is unexplainable. Um, and I just think it sucks. Annalise is all he's had. Bonnie mm -hmm. is all he's had, and it's like, again, he wanted to pay his debt, and I think that he I think that's again that's what it was and it was just really sad and it, it made me realize that Frank has been so misunderstood like we thought it was just Bonnie but it's like Frank you know we kind of forgot about Frank because we just figured he does his thing so my heart goes out to him right it, it, even just hearing the things that you say it makes my heart hurt because I'm like, oh, we slept on Frank so many times or, you know, we never really, there was never a time where we kind of like hated on Frank very much because he really has come through for Annalise, especially in a lot of situations. Um, but I think one of the best things he did, which could be easily overlooked tonight is going to Gabriel and saying, you know, he brings out that suitcase back from season one. It has $87,000 left in it. What, CJ? I really wanted him to tell Gabriel that they're brothers and see like what that would have, what that scene would be like. I I totally agree. Uh, we didn't, I, I mean, now that we look at it, I guess we didn't have time for it, but he kind of going to Gabriel, CJ, do you think this is him kind of doing a solid for his brother, even though he doesn't know? Or do you think it was again to help Annalise? Low key, I think it was to... Well, back to what I originally said, he's going on an emotional rampage. He's just doing things frantically. But, yeah, I think he was trying to help Annalise. Um, and I also low-key think he was doing it to, like, help his brother out. Help his brother out. <laughs> um, yeah, so – but I really wish that whole thing, we would have saw, like, more of that because I didn't even know that Gabriel was, like, going to turn it down, turn down, like, getting – being a witness or something. I wish we would have like seen more of that. Do you think that Gabriel was actually ever going to testify against Annalise or do you think it kind of well, wasn't? Did we know that he was going to testify? Because I don't remember seeing something about that. Technically not, but there, it was a lot of speculation. Of course, we see uh, Tegan throughout the episode speculating about it. We don't ever see a deal actually being signed by him, but he did take the money. Elena, do you, what's, do you think he was actually going to testify? I think he would have if Frank didn't intervene. Like Gabriel had this, I don't know what his his relationship with Annalise was. It was kind of sick. It got it got to a point where it was sick, in my opinion, where he would hate her one minute, then love her and admire her the next minute, and then want to flip from her then the the third minute, and then for the fourth minute, he wants her to go to jail. So I was just very confused by Gabriel and by their relationship. And I think he would have testified. I think that at the end of the day, Gabriel throughout you know the show has said that his loyalty is to Sam and who his father is and wanting to know what that was. And he kind of resented and hated everyone for, for taking Sam away from him. Um, so I think that he would have testified. And I don't know, like, my thing with Gabriel is his knowledge is so limited, right? He came in at a certain point and he still doesn't even know everything. He just has these theories that he runs with. So what would that really have done? I guess the lies would have hurt Annalise. Um, mm -hmm. But I think if Frank didn't intervene, he for sure would have been on the stand. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of another kind of sick relationship, we see Jorge Castillo testifying tonight. Um, his moment is kind of just blah. Um, he's obviously testifying against Annalise. 
we see him later in the episode get stabbed. Um, like, <laughs> you say it like that. Stabbed. I'm just not that upset about it. It's not like I'm like, oh, boy, he got stabbed. It wasn't like, oh, was like tears. You, Jamie, do you think that this was what Laurel approached Tegan about earlier in the episode? Possibly, honestly, that did, I, I hadn't thought about that. But now that you bring it up, yeah, I, I could see that. And it's like, yo, Laurel, did you have your dad killed? Like, that family's crazy. So I wouldn't be surprised because even, only thing is because you guys know how I feel about Laurel, but at the same time, she did pull through again. But yeah. um, even when uh, Frank, her ex, who she was in love with, got shot, her reaction was scared, but I would have thought she would have been a little bit more hysterical. Maybe that's just me. But it's like, even when she stared, like with the first uh, stare, it just seemed kind of stoic. And mm-hmm. then she got in the car, she's like, okay, drive. Like, I don't know what you, you know, <laughs> but I expletives, all of that. Yeah. What are you laughing at, CJ? <laughs> no, I just I thought that was funny when she was like, all right, drive. Oh, <laughs> got it. Um, I think it definitely was because or what they kind of came up with because of what Laurel was saying to baby Christopher before she actually got in the car. She's literally saying to him, like, we don't ever have to uh, put up with boogeymen anymore. No one's ever going to bother us. Who's the only person left to bother them? Jorge. And Tegan, I mean, this isn't a moment where she would have known that Jorge was just uh, murdered, but she, you know, they pans to her face looking kind of like jolly and like she just did something good. Um, also, Laurel offered her property worth millions of dollars. So let's not, let's be real. She was just turned down by Annalise. Maybe she would take it. And it wasn't confirmed. I know Jordan Jackson just asked this in the chat room. It wasn't confirmed that Jorge killed Laurel's mom, but she basically clarified for that for us tonight. Like we always wondered who killed um, you know, who killed her, who chopped her head off. And Laurel yeah. basically insinuated that it was her dad. So I think in in retaliation, and I'm using re- the word retaliation very loosely, I mm-hmm. think her and Tegan did set up Jorge to be murdered so that Laurel could live, you know, freely and not have to constantly look over her shoulder. And it could have been that it took place after um, the testimony where Tegan kind of pulled the trigger because in Jorge's testimony, and maybe this is the thing with that, that we should pay the most attention to is that he kind of threw it back on Annalise and Tegan. He's like, the only reason I'm here is because of these two liars or whatever he said. I don't know. So it could be because of that, but by Jorge, we're probably not going to miss you. I would say. I didn't I, I think I smiled when he got stabbed, y'all. And that I sounds really sick. It's sick of me to say that. <laughs> it's no, not- Megan the Stallion, y'all are savage. <laughs> it's really not funny, but he was dying. And I was like, good for you, because you had a chance to redeem yourself and actually show character and be a good person. And you didn't do that. So bye. That's how I, like, I was just like, bye. Right. Um, before we move on to the next part of the trial and also our Keating 5, Jamie has a special message for all of you. Yes. Okay. By now you guys are used to this message. We just have to give you our utmost thanks. You guys have been the Keating's best. You guys have supported us for years and we are going to miss you guys dearly. Please continue watching because of course this episode was crazy, but we will have our social media so you guys can keep up with us after this is all over and of course support after buzz we're going to have of course more after shows there are going to be other uh, shows that we're going to love and that you probably are going to want want to watch reviews on so subscribe like comment and we see you guys in the live chat we'll definitely shout you out but we just want to say thank you and we hope to see you guys in another time Absolutely. It's so crazy. I know we've said it a million times, but to think that this is a series finale, it's six years, six years of our lives. More yeah. than that, technically, when you how, think of how a TV show works. So it's so crazy. DJ, um, how old were you six years ago, too? <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't. Um, okay. I want to talk about uh, Connor, Michaela, on, and Oliver next, um, because Con- Connor seems to have so- somewhat of like a... Uh, I don't know. He changes his mind about everything. He says that he should, they all should go to jail. They should admit their innocence because at this point he's still thinking that Annalise, you know, is not going to win, that she doesn't have a smoking gun. He should never underestimate her. 
but whatever. Um, he goes through this moment of telling, you know, Oliver says, I'll divorce you if you do that. Michaela just seems kind of lackadaisical. And she says, you know, she doesn't want to get uh, in trouble. Why? Because she's been through all of this stuff in her life. Um, CJ, you think yeah, so like, number one fan. Do you think... Do you think it was right of Connor to say we should tell the truth or, or do you think they should have just kept the deal? Because we obviously see what happens to him in the end. Well, you said who's number one fan? Oh, I just said Michaela because we're talking about Connor and Michaela right now. So I said, do you think it was right of Connor to kind of change his mind and say like we should go through this and say, you know, she's innocent and these are the things that actually happened? Or do you think he should have just kept to his deal? I think that Connor, I mean, it's better late than never. Honestly, that's what I always say. But he, if he wanted to tell the truth, he should have told the truth in the beginning. That's it. He deserved to go to jail. Michaela should have went to jail with him, but he deserved to go to jail. I would, uh, Elena, were you kind of surprised at how Michaela seemed very lackadaisical about the whole thing? Or did you think it was like typical Michaela? I don't know if you saw me, but I'm stressed out at the fact that we're talking about them. Like, I love, I love these kids, right? We grew up with them for the past six years and, and I, the show wouldn't be anything without them. But when I tell you that I was so over them this episode, I was done. I was done with them. Michaela's reaction. Like, first of all, for the past few episodes, she's been cutthroat. Like, ah, uh, like even when Laurel came back, like she was talking about how like she's really, you know, the queen bee and she doesn't care about anybody's feelings. And then Connor gets pulled away from jail and she ugly face crying. Like, what you crying for? You literally did not care about him when you were negotiating your own deal. So why are you trying to like, like for me, Michaela just doesn't, she's not consistent. You're either going to be down for your friends, loyal for your friends. And when you fight for your, for, um, you know, uh, a deal for yourself, you're going to fight for the deal for your friends, or you're going to be cutthroat. And if you're going to be cutthroat, then there's no sense of crying like that. And then try to call Laurel. And when you find out the numbers disconnected, you break down much more. What did you think that you were not going to end up alone, especially gyrating the way that you've been gyrating and then like bringing it back to Connor and Oliver honestly I wouldn't have been mad if Oliver was the one who accidentally got shot like he was just so oh. annoying to me and then to give Connor the ultimatum of divorce me or like whatever Oliver who the hell do you think you are going behind Connor's back and trying to testify against Annalise and you were gonna lie that's not even in your DNA it's, it's not who you are so I'm just kind of over all of them and for the first time I guess I will say which is so interesting that this is the final show and I'm saying this I was, I was a fan of Connor tonight. I was a fan of his morale. I was a fan of the fact that he actually wanted to stand for something. I was a fan of the fact that, you know, he wasn't afraid to go to jail. He wanted to go to jail because he realized that just like the rest of them, he has been involved in a whole bunch of trash and he probably deserves the, penal the penalty. It just sucks that he's doing it by himself. I'm sorry that I had to vent about that to y'all, but they really got on my nerves tonight. No, that was, that was <laughs> an amazing rant. I was I was gonna say okay so Michaela and and Oliver both tried it this episode I feel like they were very hypocritical um, and I agree with you when Michaela tried to call Laurel and then get sad when she wasn't there because she got blocked Michaela you would have done the exact same thing and we all know it I also loved Oliver's reaction when she tried to like comfort him he was like get that like I loved that because like what are you doing what are you doing um, but also. Oliver, to me, reminded me a little bit of, of Connor's mother. And I'm like, did she get to you? Because remember, you know, when they were um, at the police station, she was like, do something. Like, this is your husband. I feel like, you know, all of a sudden now he has, you know, he's speaking with some bass in his chest. And it's like, okay, so Oliver, who is this new person? So yeah. I thought that was really interesting. But I do commend Connor. He said, listen, I'm not about to play with you. We get a divorce. But I also love that they ended up together you know, in the end as well. I didn't like, no, I, I didn't mean, like I, I get it. At first I was like, oh, they're together. But it's like, I would have liked to see how that got back together. Here's also what I thought was going to happen. I thought, because Oliver, he looked a little crazy. I thought that when he said goodbye to Connor and then Michaela tried to touch him, I thought she was about to get shot. <laughs> by who? <laughs> by Oliver. Ooh. Like, get back, bop, bop. He but no, like Oliver really is so annoying. I did not like him this episode when he, he kept like saying, tell me you don't love me, tell me you don't love me, like to him, to Connor. And then like the whole thing at the end with Michaela, like it should be you. That kind of annoyed me too, even though Michaela deserved that. That was really annoying. But 
Oliver, I don't like his character at all. I don't like any of these people, actually. You know what would have made that moment sweeter when Connor was being taken to jail? Remember when he put the ring in Oliver's hand and then like um, Oliver said something like, no, I don't accept this. I wanted Connor to say, yeah, but it's over. Or like, yeah, but I still want that. Like, I just wanted him to like, to turn the knife that he had already stabbed at Oliver. I needed, I needed him to make it final. Obviously we know he didn't make it final because they end up together in the future. Ugh. But I need him to like turn the knife a little bit. How many years did um, Connor spend five, right? Yeah, five years. In the future thing, how does he still look so clean cut after spending time in jail? Like that was not the case. Jamie, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, I did think Connor's line, now I know how to love. I was like, boo, like, I just thought it was so cheesy because I've heard it before, but yeah. I said, Jamie, relax, let them have their moment. So it was sweet, but still, I don't know if anybody else felt that way. I was like, really? You just said you want a divorce. Y'all, but now you're all these cheesy I, Hallmark cards, like what? I can't believe that I totally disagree with all of y'all. <laughs> I, which April. is wrong. I have not not been the biggest Colliver lover, whatever, but I like, that's what they call them, Colliver. Um, But I liked the moments between them because to me, it felt like the true development of both of their characters. And whether Oliver was right or wrong, obviously he was very wrong to say that he was going to say Annalise had him delete nude photos of her and Wes. I was like, why, first of all, Oliver, you really did delete a whole lot of crap. So why would you say that? You could have said anything else, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. But I felt like it was true character development for them because we've had Oliver start off as this like very innocent guy to going as far as testifying against a person who he's looked up to, who has helped him in many, many ways because he wants to save his husband. All or Connor on the flip side, we've seen, we saw him start off as the person who suggested to cut Sam into pieces. I don't know about y'all, but if I'm accidentally part of a murder, I'm not going to be like, okay, it's time to chop him up. Like, no, there are many other ways, <laughs> but we, we see him like, he's a good person. He's willing to like lose what he maybe loves, maybe doesn't love, but obviously ends up loving in the meantime because it's the right thing to do. So when I actually really liked it. When I did the thumbs down, it was to the relationship like Connor and Oliver. But what I will say is when it comes to character development individually for Oliver, I can agree with you. For Connor, not so much. I see the transition he's made from wanting to cut somebody up to wanting to, you know, sacrifice himself for love. But I think I think Oliver was this character that, you know, we had, we thought was super sweet, that we admired, that was very innocent and genuine and how he developed. So I, I agree that he developed in a way, but how he developed, I just did not become a fan of. Yeah, that makes sense. And Even, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and I think that's what a lot of us are feeling when we're like, we're annoyed with Oliver. It's mm-hmm. just the nagging and the whining and the, the, the need to be a part. Yeah. No, that's, it's always been super annoying. And then on the flip side, we have Michaela, who I, I actually kind of think the same, we, except her character has just always been the same. But we see the true character development in being like, this is just her. She's always going to look out for number one. Obviously, she eventually succeeds in the highest power that you basically can as a lawyer or as a government official. Um, but we see the moment of her breaking down after she sees Laurel's phone or that Laurel's phone is disconnected. That's her kind of being like, okay, in, with the way that you have to do these things, according to Michaela's personality, a lot of times you end up alone without anybody else. She doesn't have Connor. She doesn't have Oliver. Laurel's not there. Obviously, you know, all of her love interests aren't there anymore. So th- I thought it was like the coming of the full fruition of her character as well when that happened. Um, I want to talk about the governor's testimony because this is a big part of the episode. Um, the governor obviously is just a big load of BS and says she has no idea who anyone is, but her testimony is pretty dang important because we see her get offed in the end by our boy Frank. Off April. <laughs> is that a weird way to put it? Off. <laughs> 
anyone else think that Frank was about to shoot Annalise? Because I did. I did not. Like, I thought he was coming for Annalise and just- I did for a second, too. I thought, yeah. I was like, maybe he's mad at Annalise because she knew, even though she had just found out, but maybe she was just, maybe he was just upset that she was associated. I don't know. I was like, Frank just looks like he's not making sense and he's about to kill somebody. It could be Bonnie. Because, yeah, at first I was like, is it going to be Bonnie? Is it going to be Annalise? Yeah. Is it, who's it going to be? I didn't think it was going to be Annalise, but I did think he looked crazed in a way because at this point we didn't know that the governor's basically like going to be walking out until someone says, uh, it's like a reporter or something like that says like, oh, did you know the governor's here today because of this, 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 whatever reason. And when they said that, I was like, oh, he's going after the governor. Um, but at first he just looked so crazy to me that I was like, I don't I didn't think he would kill Annalise just because of the moments that happened between the two of them earlier in the episode. But who did we think see- going for then? Because we didn't see the governor. We just saw Annalise, Bonnie, and Tegan up there. So he had to be going for one of them. Well, that's what made the scene so great. We didn't know where he was going or who he was going for. And I think because they like flash forward to Annalise's wedding, for a lot of us, it was safe to assume that, okay, he might be wanting to go after Annalise, right? Naturally, that's what you would think because we know that she's the only one who had a funeral. But to see him go through the crowd and then to see Bonnie go after him, you're almost like, okay, why is she now going after him? Like, who does he see? Where is he going? What is he going to do? Um, so when it turns out to be the governor, I think it all clicked for us and it made sense. But let me just say what I realized about that moment is Bonnie's death is not on her. I don't blame her for dying. However, she was so wrapped up in Frank, like he had her wrapped around her finger that she died chasing after him, like just so desperate for what their relationship could have been. And I think that that's what ended up, how she ended up killed, like being killed because she was chasing him through the crowds. Yeah. Really and, now, Bonnie doing the most you could have been living like I get it but it's like (laughs) girl I think the same thing CJ it's very Romeo and Juliet and it kind of goes to what she says at the beginning of the episode when she's talking um to Laurel about she's just always wanted a family and Laurel tells her that she's the one that's kept them connected all of these years um and that's what she wanted and for her Frank was family and over anything she knows how she feels responsible for him at this point. And he basically tells her that she should earlier in the episode when he's like, I just wish I could, I I wish I could die. Like I didn't want to know this information about myself who would ever want to know this information. So when she sees him walking through looking like he did, of course she's going to go after him. But it's also just like you said, Elena, she's, you know, she's in it with him. She was never not going to do that. Um, it's an accident that she ends up getting shot by, you know, we're assuming a security guard or police officer after Frank shoots the governor. Um, but there was also nothing she could have done in that moment. And Bonnie, people were saying like when uh, Annalise was like holding Bonnie and she was like, Bonnie, yo, I, I was trying so hard to not let tears spill. Yeah. Because I was like, she is playing the hell out of this role. Viola Davis, oh my goodness. Like Christopher Leo Daniels in the chat just said, give Viola that Amy for the scene. We're, oh, we're, 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 not that, but she had so many scenes tonight. The scene when she was telling the jury who she was, the scene where she was like fighting for like fighting for Bonnie's life. I just feel like she was in her bag this episode. Yeah, that scene, especially that scene, the last scene was so good. But April, you ruined it. I was like <laughs> trying to get in the zone. It was so good. Oh, oh, because I had to have him rewind a moment because I was like, wait, what just happened to Bonnie? Because it came out of nowhere. I was like, she just rolled over and had a bullet wound. It gushed out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So I was surprised. I was like, wait, I must have missed something somehow. And no, I didn't. She literally just had a bullet wound out of nowhere. Um, But speaking on back to the governor's testimony, what kind of comes from that, which I know I've said a couple of moments are some of my favorites, but this is my absolute favorite it comes our boy Nate he is all throughout the episode of course um I said when I was talking to y'all when we were watching I'm like oh I feel so bad for ever saying anything bad about him because one he's been like my love since the beginning two because we should have known he was gonna show up for Annalise and do the right thing um and kind of go out of his way to do so but we see him get this offer from the FBI where they're um, basically 
saying, we'll give you $20 million for your father's wrongful death lawsuit um, if you still testify for Annalise. I'm guessing at this point, they were kind of, you know, sweating a little bit, feeling like their case wasn't as in the bag as they thought they were because so many people had flipped. Um, Elena, did you think my fellow Nate lover, well, Jamie, you also as well. Um, Elena, did you think that Nate was going to take the deal or did you think he was going to do the right thing? You know what? Um, I'm going to take a moment here because we have been, you know, very heavy on Nate the past few episodes because he seemed like he went off the deep end. And a part of me, I didn't know what the hell he was going to do. Let me just tell you that. I didn't know what he was going to do because he's been so unpredictable lately. But what I can say is when we saw him, April, when we first saw him and he was all dressed to the nines and he was all looking clean shaven and like he done got his life together, like he, you know, done got maybe late or something. I was like, okay, it's very possible that Nate is is going to surprise us in a good way. Um, so I thought it was possible that he would take the twenty million. I didn't understand why. Like when they when 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 they were saying, you know, just like just open the deal, like see what we're offering you. I was like, okay, it's going to be some kind of big money. But I'm so proud of him for exposing everybody. Like I think he really redeemed himself. And like Jamie, even I believe you mentioned one time, like his character development, right? How he's developed throughout the season and who he's become. And I think he really, really like made up for it tonight. Like not only did he look out for Annalise, he kind of called, he called out everybody while he was on the stand. Mm-hmm. for 20 million dollars and the only thing that confused me is when he had that moment with Annalise after he was like um I'm still gonna get it I was like how are you gonna get it you just screwed everybody over like how are you gonna get the 20 so maybe I may have missed something uh but it was up in the air for me and I'm happy that he did not like you know take the initial deal that they were offering yeah when he's on the stand being questioned by the prosecutor um he has the first moment of us kind of realizing okay, he's going to save her is when they talk about him being framed for Sam's murder, which he absolutely was by Annalise. Mm-hmm. And he specifically says that it wasn't her, um, that it was Hannah Keating that did it. So I, and for me, I kind of took that as being like, okay, he's finally realized by being offered this deal at the last second we we know that he was offered a deal before but not 20 million dollars so he kind of at the last second was like wait everything that Annalise has been saying is right um and then whenever they obviously are talking later in her apartment this is what had me this this is what I was speaking of was my favorite moment um I think Elena and when we were watching you even said kiss her because the (laughs) two of them just have so much freaking chemistry um and I really genuinely thought I didn't think he was going to kiss her in that moment but I was just like something big is about to happen Uh, um someone in the chat mentioned how giddy you got when you flashed back about Nate and all I can remember since this this is the final show and we've kind of really been rocking with y'all for years there was this one particular scene and I think it was after Billy Brown had did some really really good fitness and they they had a scene where it was just his back. And this is back when we were in the studio before coronavirus. April and I used to sit next to each other. And they flashed to his back. And April and I looked at each other. And then we had this moment where we were just like clawing, like imagining clawing at his back. So because he pulled it together and this is the final episode, I thought it was like a fun flash, flashback. We, uh, the chat, we have like over 300 people in there that's so awesome if you oh, we love you guys give us a like on this video it would help out as much as we like nate's back please like our videos subscribe <laughs> we love you more <laughs> exactly it literally became a joke between us we talked about his back a lot which was hilarious um but we see so nate gives uh Annalise Wes's confession there's multiple talk or multiple times throughout the episode where they talk about this you know surprise witness which I would conclude even though it's never said for sure was Wes because of this or Wes's confession we know right before his death he wrote some sort of confession not necessarily outing everyone on everything but kind of um and Nate says he found it on Xavier you know, after he killed him and stuff like that. Um, 
Jamie, did you think that this was kind of going to be the saving grace in their relationship and in the trial? Or do you still think there could have potentially been a different, like, special surprise witness? I mean, part of me did, but I, you know, like, okay, with Annalise even questioning a, like, 20 million, what'd you give that up for? I did love how he was like, oh, I'm so good at it. I did love that. Um, I love how his character has developed. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think I still saw anything, any type of relationship for them because I figured if Annalise did get off, she would just kind of get out of town. I didn't expect her to stay in and, you know, and have any type of relationships with anybody, to mm -hmm. be honest. But I will say Nate really took one for the team. And at first, you know, when he was confessing, kind of confessing his love for Annalise, I was like, really? Even after all this time, even after you almost abused her in her own home, you know, so it's like, I can't forget Nate's past. But um, I do like, again, his development. And he really, again, he, he helped everybody out. Well, really, he had one good moment, and y'all are saying this is a whole new man. Like, no, I literally just brought up his past. He didn't just have one good moment, he had a few bad moments. Other than that, he was great throughout the whole entire show. He was there for them. That's why we have all been so like in our feelings about him since he killed DA Miller without fully knowing that Miller was in charge of his dad's death. That was a turning point for Nate. We'd all were like, no, don't turn into this person that is just the angry man who does all of this stuff. Like be the Nate that we know that you are. He has had more good moments than he has bad moments. So that's why for me anyway, it was good to kind of see him maybe not be like fully redeemed because like you mentioned, Jamie, he has done some very messed up stuff. Um, but I also, not to excuse it, but I'm also like, he was crazed. He was going, like, he was going through some crazy stuff. So the fact that basically he is ultimately the one that saved Annalise tonight, that's, that's what I wanted for them because they've had such a close relationship since the beginning. I don't know um, about that though. I don't know that that uh, testimony was that strong. He was definitely not the one who's saved in my because of not giving wes's confession papers if if they would have had wes's confession papers game over for her she would have been convicted because that's a, what we can assume wes's confession paper said but that's why i say he was the one that was kind of ultimately in charge but who do you think was the one that really saved her herself uh i mean yeah she played those people she played her cards right she um and then i mean everyone collectively kind of saved her because actually no laurel i think laurel that's what i think she saved her i would agree when you say collectively cj mm -hmm. because i feel like everything that she's given to everyone and and you know like she she doesn't have a clean slate right she she definitely is at fault for some things but everything that she's given to some people i think they all kind of band together to kind of you know be there for her even when conover told oliver he was like if you lie on there if you lie on the stand you know she's definitely gonna be charged like she's gonna be guilty and even conover who took a deal to testify against annalise had a moment where he was like well, I don't really want her to go to jail. You know what I mean? I don't want her to be at fault. So I think it was a, I think it was a collective effort. Not one of them by themselves would have got her off completely. Like, yes, Laura coming back helped, but they could have destroyed that so easily. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And even on that, just, you know, thinking of kind of how they all did everything together, even just her closing argument, I think she also had a big hand in doing that because she was able, you know, we all know you can't be convicted unless you have reasonable doubt. Homegirl represented herself in how many char murder charges was it? I lost count, honestly. It was like, it was like four or five. Yeah, it, it was a lot. And she ended up winning with a lot of help from others, obviously. But just like she said, I even wrote it in my notes because I thought it was such a good moment. She's like, I'm not a good person. I've, I've, you know, I've lied. I've done bad things to jurors. I've done this, but guess what? I'm not a murderer, which how many times have we said that in this after show? An endless amount. Um, obviously the very end of the episode after she is uh, gifted a not guilty verdict, which we all, you know, we're on mute while we're watching, but we were all like <laughs> celebrating when it happened. 
Um, that's when everything <laughs> happens on the stairs and we see Frank go after the governor. Obviously we find out Bonnie is hurt in the meantime as well. Elena, you were going to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to jump in. I know that we're talking about Annalise is not, ha not having a guilty moment, but I don't like, and we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I really want to take a moment for Annalise Keating and the role that she played in that courtroom, right? Like Ooh. she had Tegan as a support room, I mean, as a, as a support system, but her being up there with her, with her Afro and, and just really delivering, you know, the unmasked theme of what she's been through in her life and all the things that she's done. And I think that that was the best way for her to go out, like to have that closing statement to say, okay, this is me. This is what I am. This is what I've always pretended to be, even though I, you know, tried to act like I was perfect. Um, mm -hmm. But what I'm not going to let you do is pin X, Y, and Z on me. Mm -hmm. Like that, that scene right there, just who she, who she was, who she's been throughout this whole trial right like she's been on trial since she got caught trying to flee the country who right. she's been since then is a person that I'm really proud of you have to remember this is this is Annalise who um was an alcoholic mm -hmm. who's like been deep down in the dungeon like going through it um so to see her be that strong and and portray her herself in the way that she did truly being innocent of the things that they were accusing her for um I just think that needs a moment for sure. For sure. I would say like that, that moment really epitomized like vulnerability is strength. Like mm -hmm. right there, that scene, that's, that's the definition of that. And, um, you know, for her to say like all of these things, you know, yes, I lost my child. I lost my husband. I lost one of my students. I, you know, it got so bad. I tried to flee the country and change my name. And so I've done a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things. And yet I'm at your mercy. I'm at, you know, this is all on you. My life is in your hands, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I think she just really wanted to be seen. And wow, like she killed it. She has to get an Emmy. And you know what? You know what? Honestly, when she gets that Emmy, I'm excited for her speech because you know, you know, Viola Davis gives a great award-winning speech that just makes yeah. you cry. So I'm ready for it. 2021. Let's go. <laughs> Y'all know that I am always here for these moments that kind of take us back. And for me, the moment, it, it took me back to season one. It's happened multiple times throughout the whole series. But when she specifically talks about taking the wig off, one of the most powerful scenes in the first season was when she takes her wig off that first time after she discovers everything is happening with Sam. Um, so that moment and then her talking about how that was kind of fake for her and how she wasn't doing that today, that right there, just like you said, is Emmy worthy, not just for her, but for the writing, the fact that you're going to kind of like bring us back to those moments, or at least for me anyway, um, is huge because it's difficult to do that. And to remember every single thing you've written over six seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to talk about the end with this whole scene with baby Christopher is now, uh, a professor CJ, you need to hush it because this is a good moment. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he's now a professor at Middleton. Obviously, this huge funeral scene that we saw at the beginning um, was her funeral, but it was in the future, which I think one of us guessed at some point. Um, and it was baby Christopher, not Wes. Uh, a lot of people guessed that it was the dream sequence. Like I said, I'm so happy that it wasn't. Um, Elena, how did this moment of it, everything coming to fruition of him teaching her class, saying she was his mentor, um, so she called it how to get away with murder. How did that like affect you on the inside? It was chilling. Mm -hmm. It was chilling. And even taking that moment, I don't know if y'all saw my eyes get a little watery, like, because I'm realizing that we're coming to an end. One, I want to say like everyone in the chat who has been going back and forth with me for the past few weeks. You cannot blame me for thinking that Wes was coming back because Phoebe Christopher grew up to look just like Wes. Granted, we know that it's the same actor. Literal like, twins. That like, we know that it's the same actor, but who would have guessed that Christopher would have grown up to look exactly like Wes? None of us would have guessed that. All we know is we saw Wes. We saw the actor Enoch showing up at the funeral and we only knew him as Wes at the time. Um, so I think that... I think it's fair for them not to have made it a dream sequence, which I think would have been ridiculous, agreeing with you, April. Um, but I, I'm kind of proud that baby Christopher grew up to look like Wes. And, I, and 
and it was very chilling for you know him like when he when he pulled up to the law school I was like oh lord here we go again and then when he, I thought he was going to go take a seat I thought we were like re like I thought he was reenacting what had happened with his father unintentionally but to see him go to the board and kind of do the how to get away with murder and to smile and say this is my mentor and then we kind of get the flash of Annalise you know in the classroom and then she disappears and my heart broke I was like oh my gosh um oh, yeah. I I I really love that 360 moment I love that they flashed it forward and we got to see him grow up and you know, see him follow in the footsteps and knowing that like Annalise played a role in his life enough for him to call her his mentor. That was the biggest thing for me. Like clearly she's been there somehow. Um, they reconnected somehow, you know, Laurel essentially right after the trial happened, ran away some somewhere, but they reconnected at you some point. Remember, we'll never know what the answer is. You have to remember that her dad died. So I but, imagine once her dad died, she came around more and, and was able to live a more free life. And Laurel was at the funeral, so they clearly had to have some sort of connection. Uh, CJ, we know you didn't like that moment, but Jamie, what did you think about it? Um, okay, I liked it, but I didn't love it. You know, like it was, it was, it was, I was so content with it. Um, like for instance, there were certain things which it's okay that we didn't get but that I would have liked to have like okay what happened with great with Gabriel did mm -hmm. he grow old too did he keep in touch with anybody uh what about Tegan I don't know if we saw her towards the end either if we did I missed I missed that small snippet but um you know I think that I could have just had a little bit more closure on certain characters and um I know that people have kind of said that in there too you know like what happened with Bonnie's son you know who killed this person who killed that person but yeah. um Overall, I am glad that it wasn't just a dream sequence, but yeah, it was just really, and it, it was a full circle moment. So I'll say again, it was great, but I didn't love it, but I'm content with it. I mean, they, so just on how you said, there are a lot of other questions that weren't answered, but we also got, you know, what's one of the things that in our comments on our videos every week and in the live chat, a lot of times people bring up is Eve, Eve, Eve. Everybody wanted to see Eve again. The fact that they had Eve, be the one delivering her eulogy there we go right there like obviously they didn't you know or if they ended up together we don't necessarily see that but just to see that she still had the love for her over all of that time is huge and to hear the stuff that she liked about her I think it ended up together because they were showing the sequence of people holding hands and it looked like Eve's hand yeah I thought it was Eve's hand some people are saying it could could have been Tegan I thought it was Eve. Yeah. Well, hopefully this will be the same kind of thing throughout the years um, that, you know, like a lot of authors will reveal questions or answers to questions. What, CJ? Sorry. I just want to get my point across how cheesy it was. It was just really cheesy. Like we didn't, the show should have ended after Frank and Bonnie died. And that was it. Like we didn't need any of that extra stuff. I don't, I don't especially that accent. Christopher Costillo, like what was that? It wasn't, it actually wasn't bad, but I think it just threw us off for a loop, you know, because we know that he is actually British and, you know, then he fakes his American accent for the show and then to have, you know, this kind of other accent, you know, it's just interesting, but I, it wasn't bad. I wouldn't say it was. And it's just like, how did all these people get back together? How did Connor and Oliver get together? Why? Would Laurel even allow her son to be near Annalise? Like, how would that be her mentor? It just didn't, it, it was useless. Well, he would, she would allow Annalise to be the mentor because Annalise did a lot of stuff for her. Annalise has never actually murdered anyone. And Annalise loved Wes more than anything. So ending on a high note of the show, it was great to see that they all still uh, that Annalise at least kept in touch with the people who were really close to her, um, that Laurel was, st was still there, and that overall, even though she's done a lot of bad things in her life as well, she was very much so loved, and there were a million people at her funeral, and she probably wouldn't have wanted any more than that. We got to see Annalise Keating live a whole life and become an old woman. So, like, that is, you know, that's what we've all wanted. Her to, well, she didn't get away with murder because she never murdered anybody. But you know, you know what I'm saying. Okay, that's the end of our recap. So let's get to our special segments. We're gonna start with. Uh huh. I just wanted 
I'm so disappointed that we no one got justice for Astrid. Where was his justice? That's why. Well, I'm you know, Sinclair didn't really get justice either, so maybe that's karma. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Thank y'all so much for joining us for that recap. Before we move on to our special segments, be sure to like our video um, because it's going to help us keep up with y'all and it will help you keep up with us even after this show is over, which it very sadly is, but we are all on other after shows at AfterBuzz. Um, we're going to start with our Keating's Best segment. So CJ, take that for us. Yes. So Keating's Best is where we see who the best and who the MVP is of the episode. But since it's the last episode, I want to say who is the Keating's Best of the whole series. So I guess I want to start with you, Elena. I'm just looking right at you. <laughs> of the whole series, obviously, for me, it's going to be Annalise. Like, and I, I think that's for us all. Like, it's really hard to pick a Keating's Best for this episode, knowing that the show has ended. Um, hell, I'll even say Shonda Rhimes because <laughs> <laughs> for like for Thursdays. And I mean, Pete, oh, I'll give it, I'll give it to Pete as well. I mean, I know they're not on the show physically, but because of what they've added and what they produced, I'm just, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of how to get away with murder. Jamie? Um, okay. Can I do for episode and show? I don't know. I might just do just for episode. For this episode, it's going to go to Frank. Because Frank said, I don't have time for these problems. I don't even know. If he, he probably knew he was going to get shot and killed. He probably didn't expect for it to be Bonnie. But I just think that he was like, you know, I don't have time for them to keep going through hell with the governor. So she got to go. And that's, he did what he had to do. So thank you, Frank. And, and also he got the USB uh, with the recording. So he really helped everybody out. Frank always comes through. So rest in peace. Um, and for the series, <laughs> I don't want to be, I feel like it's just so typical to give it to Annalise, but you know what? I mean, who else? Who else? Annalise, damn Keating. Man, and she lived, she lived a life, you know, a, a sad life, but you know what? She's a legend. Absolutely. Cool. I'm going to give my Keating's best for the episode to Nate because we all have predicted that he was kind of going to go the other way because Annalise has done some messed up stuff for him. But I feel like he finally realized that she helped him in all of these ways, specifically with his dad. Um, and he ended up helping her case a lot. Um, for the series, of course, I totally agree with y'all. It's Annalise. She's done the most for all of these kids that she did kind of know before she, you know, like we know she had her ways, um, but ultimately she didn't know them personally. And she went out of her way to protect them, even if it meant sometimes taking other people down that she really loved. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's Annalise. Yeah. My kidding's best of tonight and of all time is Annalise. She was her own savior. She, and she was their savior for the whole season series so yeah let us know who your keating's best is in the comments below and we'd love to chat it out with you guys for sure and now we are going to do our top three most shocking deaths of the entire series elena's going to have it for us we're going to go three to one one being the most shocking so for our top three deaths of the show we're going to give number three to agent miller and I know that may be a surprise because there were so many phenomenal deaths, but to have to narrow it down to three was really hard. And the reason we're giving it to Agent Miller is because we really didn't see Nate going off the deep end and kind of strangling him the way that he did at the wedding. Um, and to see him and Bonnie like have that bond was just, you know, it was new, it was fresh. And I think we had a lot of questions about him, but when he died, it was like a, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming kind of thing. So we're going to give him our number three spot. Moving to number two, which is very new, very fresh, has to be Frank and Bonnie, because I don't think neither of us would have guessed that the two of them would have died at the same time or that they would have died tonight. I think our minds were going in so many different directions. We were looking at the people who were, you know, up against Annalise or the Castillos or whoever, but we never really looked at them. We didn't think that it was going to be part of our family that died tonight. So we're going to give them the number two spot. Sadly, it's still fresh. So I don't think it like sunk in for us all yet. Um, and then our number one shocking death of this series. Drum roll, please. <laughs> it has to go to Mr. Wes Gibbons. 
because what we loved him so much and they took him away from us so early and i think all of you would agree that we've held on to the fact that we might see him again or that he was coming back and that's how much we loved Wes on the show um so for him to be taken away from us so early it was a shock and like wow and ouch and then they replaced him with gabriel what anyway <laughs> first of all you were here for the at the beginning you're like they didn't replace him you were here for gabriel now you're like nah he's from the streets <laughs> it's neither here nor there but what is our number one most shocking death of this series let us know who you think the most shocking deaths were i know we had a lot of good ones we kept throwing out so many people that we didn't see coming. Emily St. Clair being one of them, the one that Asher killed, um, that was brought up earlier. We didn't think that he would do that. Um, so let us know in the chat room what you think. Yes. Um, well, that is it for our after show. Ooh, and my heart just like cringed when I said that because it's the last one for us, but we are all um, a part of this AfterBuzz family, as are you, so you will be able to find us um, at AfterBuzz TV and keep up with us anywhere. Um, until then, I'm April Wissenhant. Y'all can find me everywhere at April Wissenhant. What about you, Elena? You guys can follow me on all social. Wow, did y'all hear that like crap? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad to be ending the show, but you can follow me on all social platforms at hey underscore it's lay. That's H A Y underscore I T S L A Y. I do respond, I do tweet back, I respond to DMs. Um, so I want us to keep this. How to get out how to get away with murder bond going yes. i'm gonna miss you guys sorry you saw my puppy um <laughs> i'm gonna miss you guys so much i love doing this show please follow me on twitter at it's jamie gray or better yet on instagram at jamie gray and then my name is spelled j-a-i-m-i -I. it's different g-r-a-y cj no antics tonight but <laughs> just follow me everywhere at icj walker especially on tiktok because you know your boy be tiktoking all day every day um but yeah back to you april there you go uh just like i said you can follow us all everywhere at after Buzz tv we're talking about facebook instagram twitter um keep the conversation going we're going to keep the conversation going because this show is in our hearts you all are in our hearts. You've been there for so long. So special thank you to everyone that's been there with us since the beginning. And of course, our newcomers as well. We appreciate all of the comments, all the likes, everything. Uh, so yeah, we will just talk to y'all soon. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already. If you rewatch the broadcast or even when the live chat is over, please leave us a comment because we respond to those as well. And we'll see you guys on the internet. Nice comments, guys. See you. Bye. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.